If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. From crash diets to fad diets, injections and pills, the weight loss industry is a cash machine, but it is all temporary because once you stop, most people gain the weight back plus a little extra. Imagine all that time and money and you're still left hiding your body under baggy clothes or turning the lights off when you're with your significant other because you're shy or embarrassed about your body. Well, Sonobello can help you change the way you look at yourself. In one visit, you will see the difference in your tummy, side, thighs, arms, or wherever you have stubborn fat. You guys know me. I let you guys know when I get stuff done. I absolutely do not see anything wrong with getting a little bit of laser lipo done. I had it done right before the Grammys and it smoothed my hips for my dress. And let me tell you, I will do it again and again and again. Schedule your free consultation and learn all about micro laser fat removal. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Sonobello is running a great special right now. Visit Sonobello dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e that's sonobello s-o-n-o-b-e-l-l-o dot com slash bunny is this thing on all right gentlemen coming to main stage next this is bunny get up there she's got a tornado of titties coming your way get those dollar bills ready she's got an ass that shakes like michael j fox so get up there and throw 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 them dollars dude that is fucking iconic (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, we have a fucking sensation in our presence right now. (laughs) Echo, what's up, baby? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Dude, I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. This is great. Thanks for having me. I stumbled across you on TikTok uh, for probably a few months ago now, and I was just like, who is this fucking guy? And then I was like, you know, I followed you, and I was watching you, and I was like, babe, have you ever heard of Echo? He's like, duh. (laughs) My jelly was like, dude, uh, he's fucking awesome. And, And then I found out that you were a Vegas fucking native or that you're from Vegas. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm sold because I'm from Vegas. So I know. I saw that, and there's not a lot. I've 
because I've been following you guys for a little for a while now. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, you guys even were living back in Vegas. Yeah. A few years ago. Oh yeah, 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 totally. For like a little bit. Yeah. So when Jay and I first met, um, I tried to turn him into a fucking West Coast dude, and that does not happen with Southern boys. They don't leave their fucking cities. So yeah, he lasts. Big... He lasted in Vegas about three or four months, and he was like, "Bitch, we are going back to the country." It's too hot. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, okay, where do we start? How did you get into music? Like what was like, were you born and just like came out rapping out of the vagina or? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually exactly how it happened. Really? Yeah. Do you tell? No, it did not at all. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't, I, I've always loved just music in general. Right. I've, I grew up listening. I was like super into underground hip hop. So I was never like, I used to hate mainstream rap. I don't like mainstream rap either. I'd, I've, I've, the, the longer I've made music, the more I've learned to find the things that I like. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe just me getting older has been, you know, I just try to find things I like instead of hating on shit. It's Absolutely. Just, for my own mental health, it's just better for me. So, but when I was younger, I was like, fuck mainstream rap. Yeah. I, I don't listen to it. I was super into, uh, Jedi mind tricks and people mm -hmm. like, like Necro and Atmosphere. Love Necro. Mm -hmm. I love Atmosphere. Like That's uh, my guy. Tech Nine, obviously. Yeah. All that kind of shit. And, but I was also like super into pop punk music and hardcore music Same. when I was growing up. So I had these like two different sides to me that, that I was both. But the underground hip hop scene and punk rock and skateboarding, all that shit seemed like it, it was cohesive. It was like a Venn diagram where it all kind of meets in the middle. Right. And that's kind of where I lived. Um, but when it came, but there was something about rap that always just kind of resonated with me way more than everything. And it, it was more lyrically how you could talk about things that you were feeling and things you were going through. And I was like a huge fan of Tupac. Mm. And um, that that was what made me want to start writing. Right. And I just started, before I even rapped, I, I just wrote a lot. How old were you when you wrote your first rhyme? Well, did you do like poems or were you, yeah, was I, I that kind of how it started? I started like journaling poetry, mm -hmm. like short stories, random things like that. And uh, when I was in rehab, I f when I was 18, I wrote, I think my first rap when I was in there. Dope, talk and, about uh, it. So rehab, what did we, what, what um, spurred all these, obviously an addiction, what was it? Yeah, I was uh, opiates, mm -hmm. heroin, cocaine. Were you born and raised in Vegas? I was raised in Vegas. Okay. I feel yeah. like everybody that's raised in Vegas develops an opiate addiction. Yeah, it's I, I have like, one too. Yeah. And I love a lore d'oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're from Give Vegas. Give me a lore d'oeuvre. <laughs> you're from Vegas. What's your fucking drug of choice? Yeah. You know more. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yo, my first word is, was more. Really? It's in my baby book. And that's I was like, y'all should have been saving for rehab, not college. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's hilarious. My first word was don't. And my first fucking sentence was don't touch it. Uh, all right. How vital to life was that? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy, like, just right? Just remember that and you'll be good. <laughs> totally. Okay, so you wrote your first rap when you were in rehab. When what made you decide that you needed to go to rehab? Like how bad and how severe did the addiction get? I didn't decide for myself. Oh, gotcha. It was more so decided for me. Okay. Um when when I went to rehab, it was I was, you know, I was living on the street. Mm-hmm. I had an ultimatum. It was either you go to jail or go to rehab. Right. And I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll just go to rehab. I don't want to go to jail. Well, you were living on the street. Were you kicked out of your house? Yeah, or? I've been kicked out of my house for months. And I was living out of my car for a while. Then I, my car broke down. And so, you know how the, yeah. the cycle goes. I was yeah. just on to different flop houses and different shitty places that, that people were staying at, mm -hmm. you know, like monthlies and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So 
um, pretty much there was just a time when everybody in my life had, had figured out what I was doing and, and it all came to a head and it was, you know, the law had figured it out and, you know, right. my parents had figured it out long before and I was only were 18. You, were you getting in trouble as a child, like with the law or was it just... It was only at, it was at the end of my using when I finally really started getting, I mean, I had gotten in trouble for like underage drinking mm -hmm. and, you know, possession here and there, but nothing like too bad. Not like manslaughter or anything like no, that. No, but <laughs> yeah. But when it came to like robbery, then it was like, you either go to jail or go to rehab. Right. And it was like, I was like, okay, I'll go to rehab. Yeah. I'll try and figure that out. That's awesome that you were able to, you know, at least be pushed in that direction. Did it, did you stay sober whenever you got out of rehab? Yeah. Wow. So it actually worked for you. Yeah. That's awesome because a lot of people that do go to rehab, it doesn't like, you know, stick. Yeah. I think I got really fortunate. That's I, awesome. I, I don't know. I don't know why necessarily. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what clicked, but it just, it did. Maybe you just didn't want to be that person anymore. You know? I mean, that's for sure. But there, there does become a point where it's, there's being sober, especially in this industry and this lifestyle is not always easy no not at all you know? trust me i'm going through that right now <laughs> i've been sober for four years mm -hmm. like by choice i don't drink or anything like that and i'm like to the point where i'm like okay i've done a lot of fucking work on myself i've gotten to know myself but my mental health seems worse now that i'm sober like as far as depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and i'm like you know maybe i want to fall off the wagon a little bit and fucking have a drink or two you know yeah. like it's it's pretty hard well there is because I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Cause I, I, and I don't know if it necessarily gets worse mm -hmm. or I don't if you get it, to feel everything. Yeah. Because you know, at least this person over here gets to check out from it for, right. you know, this amount of time, but does it on the, on the other side of it, is it worse? Absolutely. And I'm not sure. I just know for me, if there's a chance that I end up back where I was, it's not worth it. Right. You know, and I've, that's not to say that I haven't developed other addictions to anything under the sun that I've been able to, to find besides drugs and alcohol. Right. Cause that's what always ends up happening. As soon as I patch up this hole, some, I start <laughs> something over here. I fucking wasn't paying attention to mm. that. I, now I'm fully I, I, immersed in dude preach. I always say like, uh, it's like the brain unlocks a new fucking door and it's like, what's behind door number fucking one. What's behind door yeah. number two. Like once you think that fucking you've got something conquered, a, another fucking thing just comes at you. Yeah. It's crazy. You actually really do talk about, um, mental health on your TikTok a lot too. Do you deal with that also? Like you said something about social anxiety and, Oh man. I mean, I, I joke about it because it's, it's what's really going on. Oh yeah. You know, I think that's You're like me. We have to make everything a joke, e even if it fucking hurts. Yeah. It's full deflection. Right. A thousand percent. <laughs> Absolutely. It's me just compartmentalizing yeah. anything that's actually going totally. on that I don't really want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. And I, I don't know if. Have you been diagnosed with anything or is it all self-diagnosed? Anxiety. Yeah. Me too. Um, I, I mean, that was self-diagnosed and then it was diagnosed by a doctor. Right. Same. But, I mean, I come from a long line of mental illness in my family and Same. addiction. And the the older I get, the more I, I just see I need to stay on top of it more mm -hmm. to try and combat it because I can I I feel it coming. Right. Oh, you no, know? it's cra you can feel the darkness creep in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate to blame it on. I mean, this this career, it lends itself to an incredible amount of of pressure and mm -hmm its own mental shit that comes with it. Yes. And it's just, it, if you're not on top of it, it will, it can destroy you. Oh, absolutely. And I've been there. 
Yeah. You know, and it, it, it can get really, really dark and really tough, but that's, you know, in a sense where some of the best art comes from, I guess, but yeah, I always say that I feel like as you guys as artists, because I know my husband battles severe depression, yeah. I always feel like you guys have to tap into that dark place to be your most creative. Do you feel like that? I was thinking about it because I, you know, this last month has been kind of a, a tough one. And I was, mm. I was thinking about that particular and it's, it's not, for me, it's not that I tap into it. Mm -hmm. It's that I'm so desperately need to get away from it no. that I need to dive in so extra to pull, hard. So to pull yourself out of it, you kind of immerse yourself. In order to distract, right. like, you know, I have to do something extreme to distract from how I'm feeling or whatever Absolutely. fears you're dealing with or whatever it is. So yeah. And then I guess in that sense, then the best art does come from that. Cause you, you have to fully immerse and, and figure some shit out yeah. just to kind of get away from it. Absolutely. You know? Um, so let's go back to you writing your first song in rehab. What was it kind of like a diary entry or was it actually like a full on song and did you record it? And did that like kind no. of create the monster? I, I think I just started trying to like write rhymes to see if I could, mm -hmm. you know, cause the, there's such a stigma with starting to be a rap career oh, of yeah. just, there's still those <laughs> memes, you know, where it's yes. like, if you think you're having a bad day, remember there's <laughs> somebody's trying to release a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there's just that thing in your head where it's like, ah, oh, this is stupid. I shouldn't right. do it. But you know, it's almost uh, like a guilty pleasure of mm -hmm. like, I'm doing this, but not showing anybody. So I, I don't even really remember exactly what it was. It was probably some super emo shit. Right. Knowing me. <laughs> At that time, it was there's nothing wrong with emo. I love emo. No, I'm an emo. Yeah, that's 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 you know I built a career off that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it was probably something like that, or me trying to be whoever I was listening to at that time, whether it was Eminem or whatever. It was either me being super emo or me trying to just duplicate or right. replicate what they were doing. When did you say, okay, this is the the path I'm gonna take? I'm gonna be a fucking rapper. I think when I found my voice. Well, and I get, that was going to be one of my next questions. When did you find, you know how like every rapper has like a cadence. Mm -hmm. what, are you still finding that or do you think you found it? Oh, I found it. Yeah. Now, I think you found it too. <laughs> now I'm at a point of trying to switch it up and change it and right. do different kinds of things and be more creative with it. But I remember that I remember when I found it, when I was recording and I was doing a certain thing with my voice and I was like, Oh, that sounds really cool. I should do that with everything. Right. And it wasn't perfected, but it was at least in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And when I was showing people, then it would, they would, they weren't making fun of it as much anymore, but they were like, all right, this kind of has, you know, potential mm -hmm. for stuff. And I showed my best friend at the time and he was super gassed up on it and he wanted to be a part of it. And so we kind of Don't you like, love that when the homies are just like, yeah, let's like, they're like your biggest hype man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's tough because it's, it's hard to find people, you know, even that are around you that will take you seriously. Mm -hmm. I still have friends that don't take me seriously. It's like, yo, how's that? You know, that's how's crazy. your, how's the music going? Yeah. Like, uh, You're like, bro, check my fucking numbers. Yeah. <laughs> numbers um, don't lie. But I think it was when that started happening that I started thinking that I could maybe do this more, mm -hmm. but I never had a click like, Oh, this is what I want to do. Right. I always just, you know, it was just a dog chasing cars. So I was always just doing it. Never thinking just kind of throwing shit against the wall. I, I never thought I'd make it to where I'm at now. I never thought I'd be able to do this without having a job. I never thought yeah. I'd be able to just do this for a main source of income and this be my job. I was just 
I like doing it and I, I wanted to keep doing it. So I just continued. Yeah. Do you feel like the internet has like helped with careers as far as like the rap careers now? Do you think the internet has helped you with getting out there and like reaching more people? <clears throat> What's up, guys? Just wanted to take a moment to tell you guys that this podcast is sponsored by AdamandEve.com. Wait, what else do I have to say? Why not snuggle up to your favorite dildos that you can go and get for 50% off at AdamandEve.com. All you got to do is just use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E. Tap that little fucking, what's the button called? (laughs) Check out. And voila, your packages are delivered discreetly straight to your door. What are you waiting for? It's time to buzz the bean. And don't forget that it's also free shipping. Yeah. Totally, right? The, yeah, without the internet, you know, if you if you learn how to, I mean, that's the only way to do it now. There's, mm-hmm. there's no other way to. Oh, they make fucking superstars off fucking YouTube now. Justin yeah. Bieber was discovered off YouTube. It's t- TikTok. TikTok's yeah. everything. TikTok's insane. Yeah, it is. I'm still trying to figure it out. They are always fucking, Same. they're always deleting me, man. <laughs> it's like, if I do anything wrong, I can't even fucking like sit there and just be like, hey, how you yeah, doing? You, and you I get deleted. You community guidelines. Yeah, always. Like, nope, Dude, nope. I just show up and I'm a community fucking guideline, you know? It's fucking bullshit. But for you guys, I feel like it literally is like even my husband fucking just getting on there like more people. He's reached more people, too. So you guys like have this fucking powerhouse of this machine now that you guys can use to just help you boost. Do you feel like since you've been on TikTok, it's pushed you farther out into the spotlight? Yeah. And I mean, I've just started figuring it out also. Like, I think I just broke like 100,000 followers or something like that. But when you're starting from like scratch again, yeah. that's that's the daunting thing is I've built up all these other platforms and now they've kind of died out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Instagram's garbage. Hello, I say Instagram's the same thing. Garbage. I tell everybody Instagram's fucking dead. Like there's no point. They've like, ruined it. Think about this. Have you ever seen anything go viral on Instagram? No, never. I've seen shit go viral on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've seen shit go viral on Twitter. YouTube, yep, Twitter. On YouTube. Mm-hmm. Shit. Fuck Instagram. Yeah, that's you know, how I feel. It's terrible. I've been fucking banned on there three times too. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit, dude. Like, literally, they fucking have ruined the, these platforms. But I feel like we're like super blessed to have TikTok in our lives right now, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I started doing TikTok during quarantine mm-hmm. because I needed Same. to figure something else out to do to, to, reach a bigger audience absolutely because that's i wake up every day like how can i find more fans Mm -hmm. that's my main goal yeah you know like where 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 are they yeah and how do i get to them Mm -hmm. so when tiktok was and everybody would talk shit about tiktok like tiktok's fucking whack i was one of them tiktok (laughs) it's stupid and i'm like all right uh well you know but this motherfucker's blowing up on here absolutely so if the if this person like all the people hating, like you can, like you should stay hating, and right. I'm gonna just fucking walk just over here and right just do it. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm gonna go over here, and that's kind of what happened. I was telling all my like rap rap friends mm-hmm. that are like for like straight hip hop rap, and I'm like, dude, you gotta get on TikTok, and everybody's like, they're like, they just weren't trying nah, to hear. It. I don't really know. I'm like, all right. 
fine. I think you have it figured out though, because even on Instagram and TikTok, the way that you run your page is really dope. Like I'm, I always look at things from a branding point of view because I'm just all about branding yourself. And uh, one of my homies actually is an up and coming artist. And I was like, you need to go check out Echo's page. I was like, you need to emulate his formula because he literally, he's crushing it with like the content, how you do the freestyles. Like you really put a lot of fucking work into what you do. Yeah. People don't realize that that's like a fucking full-time job to keep content rolling in like that yeah where do you find the drive to do that um (laughs) he's like i don't want to be broke bitch well i mean mean? (laughs) it's it's at at a point it's not even about like the the money's not at this point i'm i'm super obsessive Mm -hmm. and i want you know and, and it's not even from an ego standpoint but i've been doing this for a long time and i feel just that I want my numbers to match what I feel you're worth. I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And so how do I, how can I do that? And you're right. It is a job. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to set up this fucking mic right now. I'm by myself. I'm doing everything on my own. I'm like, I right. gotta set up this fucking thing. I gotta set up a slide. I gotta set up a tripod. I gotta fucking do this. And I have to edit this <laughs> shit. I'm like, fuck. Now you know how us but, sex workers feel. <laughs> dude, We're like, fuck, I don't want to do this today, um, but dude, we, got, we have to not, do it. It's a fucking grind. Mm-hmm. And people just think they they only see that and just think that it's easy. You don't know how much time went into that shit. Oh, yeah. More time goes into TikTok videos than oh, yeah. any other platform. I have to like set aside time to fucking focus on TikTok because yeah. it really is like you have to like kind of pour your heart and soul into your stuff because you, you want to keep people coming back. And, you know, you don't want to say anything to fucking offend anybody because everybody's a crybaby nowadays. Here's the thing that's that's dope about TikTok. And here's the thing that is super important about it. When people hate on it, the thing that I try and say is that the algorithm that they have makes people feel, because it's true, if you put out something good, it could change your life. Mm-hmm. And it's true. That's 100% true. So all That's that free does, game right there, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. All that does is bring out the best in everybody. Yeah. And so you're getting the best content on TikTok because people are putting their best content out there because, because they know there's potential. House. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're going to put your best foot forward. Whereas Instagram is like, ah, fuck it. Like my fans will see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, they'll hopefully, see it. hopefully if the fucking algorithms yeah. are on my side that day, do you feel like being from Vegas, it's harder for you to get noticed as an artist? Absolutely. I agree Absolutely. because I've grown up there. Mm-hmm. So literally I think who's really made it famous from fucking Vegas besides the killers and like, you know, imagine dragons, Ronnie Radke fucking falling in reverse. Um, yeah, we had like imagine dragons panic at the disco. Is Panic from Vegas? Yeah. How did I not fucking know that? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think they like, or I guess he kind of does. Uh, I mean, Dizzy Wright is probably as far as I never knew goes. Dizzy was from Vegas. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He lives like 15 minutes away or not like five minutes away from me. Why do you feel like it's so hard for Vegas artists to get seen? Is it because nobody takes us serious out there because we're like Sin City and no, I don't, even, below? I don't think it's a national thing. I think it's a local thing. I think locally we don't care. Right. And that's, that's the hard part is cause you can't in, in a city where you're unable to blow up locally national, there's going to be no national recognition. Right. So Vegas isn't known for, you know, we never had a sports team until recently. Right. Yeah. We never had, there was no sense of community. Right. And so people aren't blowing up <clears throat> on like a grassroots type thing. And I feel like people don't support us out there. You they know? don't. I had to leave Vegas and move to Nashville for, in order for people to kind of like be like, oh, this bitch is not playing, you know? I had to get love outside of Vegas. Yeah. For people, for them to, it's like a, 
I've said this so many times. It's like a, like a shitty ex-girlfriend yeah. that like doesn't pay attention until some other chick starts showing you attention. Absolutely. And then they're like, yo, what's, well, what's good? You know? Yeah. And you want to be like, yo, fuck you. But you also still want the love from that because that's what you're always kind of, yeah. you know, looking totally. for. It's toxic. It's yeah. a toxic relationship. It's, it's so toxic. <laughs> Vegas is a fucking toxic yeah. relationship. And I hate it. Cause I, I love so much about the city but there's still there's like this sheath over it that just stops it from from prospering yeah from prospering prospering. and for people coming together and making something out of the just community wise or tragedy has to happen in vegas for people to come together like when i lived out there i didn't even talk to my fucking neighbors and that was like one thing jay is like huge on and he would go talk to the neighbors but that like showed me how different we are is because that's how vegas is people don't talk to you unless something fucking tragic happens whereas in the country people are borrowing butter and sugar from each other and fucking watching each other's kids you know yeah so it's crazy so i was reading an article that you we're like in the charts with Eminem and Juice World and stuff like that. How does that feel whenever you see stuff like that going on? Uh, yeah, that was the last album. It got, I think we got like, I wanted to get like in the top five, but we got close. So, but also Juice World like randomly dropped the same day. Uh, that shit happens. But it, to be honest with you, like it really doesn't register. Is it like just so surreal to you because you've been working so long or is it just not enough? Like you're like, you want more, like you, you feel like you're. It's not even that it's not enough because it's absolutely like, it just doesn't for some, there's like a disconnect of being like, oh, this is, this is me. This is what's actually happening. Right. So when I sit and think about it, it's overwhelming. Right. I bet. But to be, to be up in the charts with those two artists too, is just kind of like, fuck. Yeah. But there's also the fact of like, uh, whenever, whenever something good happens in my career, I just get anxious, Right. you know, cause I'm like, well, what am I going to do next? Like, right. how do I, you know, I don't, I don't celebrate the moment. I kind of am like I'm worrying the about the it. next thing. It's like, oh fuck, if they love that now I got to do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I, how am I going to top that? Like, mm-hmm. what am I? What am I going to do next? Like, I feel like every artist goes through that because my husband is going through that right now with his song, Save Me. Mm-hmm. And like when you have a song that goes completely fucking viral, you're like, what the fuck do I do next? Yeah. You know, like how am I supposed to, like, I can't drop the ball because then people are going to be like, oh, he fucking sucks, you know? Or do how you, do I top it? Do I do the same thing again? Or I can't do the same thing again? What, what was I doing when I made that? What was, yeah. that, what was I thinking about when I made that? Okay. Look, Can let's I try tap make, into that same feeling again? And it's like, it's not going to happen. You just right. have to just continue to evolve and and do different things and see where that goes. And that's a hard control to let go of. I can only imagine you guys have so much pressure too. you know, like I, we, we have pressure in our industry too, but being an artist is like a different level. Like it's, I have a different respect for you guys because my dad was an artist too. And it's just like when you, you see somebody pour their heart and soul into a project and like if it doesn't do good you see how it crushes them but if it does mm-hmm. really good you see the the happiness and the joy from it you know it's like a fucking it's a roller coaster you know that you guys have to go through it is and i think i don't know if uh, i'm just so used to chaos that mm-hmm. it's like where i've just kind of found where, you thrive. where it makes sense or not thrive or just it just makes sense to me like i feel like it's where i belong even, right. even when it's not going great, you know, but it just, for some reason, it's where my mind is able to figure out things. And, you know, it, 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 it is so tumultuous mm-hmm. and it's so up and down all the time that it, it makes it difficult. But 
you know, at the end of the day, it's first world problems. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I remember working every time I go to the grocery store or go like mm-hmm. pick up food while I'm at the studio or something. It's like, thankful so thankful yeah i do the same thing like when i'm having a bad day i'll even look at monica and i'll be like what the fuck am i complaining about dude like i've got everything i could ever want like it's crazy when you reach that certain um level let's talk about touring so you weren't able to tour because of um quarantine and stuff like that but you had done a a couple i know that's got to be so hard because that's like your like we like your bread and butter, but it's also as an artist, you like to go, I'm sure, and meet the people who support you and fucking mm-hmm. just the stage is just your, your carnival, you know? Yeah. I think there's a lot of artists. Uh, I, there's some artists that like touring. There's some that don't, especially in the new age. I don't know if it's necessarily something that a lot of new artists crave. Right. My husband loves it. Like that's, his it's jam. all I care about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all I've ever cared about. You know, my whole thing was like, if I could sell out thousand cap rooms, like I've made it. That's when I feel like I made it. Like it's not iTunes charts. It's not like all that is just like a number digitally mm-hmm. on a thing. I think that's why it doesn't connect. It's because it's just like, it's almost like getting a high score on a video game. Like it's, there's still right. a disconnect there. Like I don't see it. I'm just like, there's a number. Okay. I guess this is what's happening. Right. But if, if you see the people there and you feel the energy and there's people that know your lyrics and all that, then, then you see it, then it connects. Right. So I, my biggest year of touring was in 2019. Who did you go on tour with? I was on tour with Webby. I love uh, him. Dude, uh, I can't say enough good things about him. Chris is just the sweetest. He's a, uh, him and, and Jelly are the two people who I've looked at in this industry who have things that I want. Mm-hmm. Cause there's not a lot of people that do. Right. And that's not even in a, in a bad way. No, there's just okay. certain things that maybe, yeah. you know, it's just not things that I want, but Webby is one of those dudes where everybody in his team, when they're not around him, speak highly, highly of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I speak highly of him. The things that he did just to help me when he didn't have to mm-hmm. is, you know, just insane. And uh, that's where I met Jelly when we were in Nashville mm-hmm. when I was on tour with Webby. Oh, dope! And Jelly when came through and all brought the all the fucking, fucking chicken. <laughs> yeah, and like all the dude, the, the hottest chicken on the planet <laughs> for a whole like the whole tour crew. Yeah. And there's like one small bathroom in this venue, and I'm like, man, it's gonna be a problem for <laughs> oh, no. most people. I remember when he did that too. He uh, Webby came on the podcast, and he's just like, you can just tell just from talking to that. Um, dude that he just is like such a genuine soul yeah. we actually I think I got drugged at his show I oh, no. got the drunkest I have ever been in my life in New York at one of his shows dude but it was the best time of my life That's I was trying right. to walk in town square or not town square Times square Time town square is in Vegas yes, it is. Um, I was trying to walk in Times square and I couldn't walk like I've never been that drunk in my fucking life but it was it was lit so that I have nothing but fond memories of Chris but um uh, so as far as touring, do you have a tour coming up this oh, yeah. year? Uh, I, w- I was on tour with Webby and then I was on tour with Futuristic and then I was on tour with Dizzy Wright and Ritz. So I had like three back-to-back tours. That, that's pretty fucking good. Like, are the, were the, was that your first tours or was that like... I've been on tours. Like I toured with like Mickey Avalon and Dirt I Nasty. I love Mickey. Mickey came on my podcast too. Uh, fuck, dude, an- another guy, him and Sierra. Do you know Sierra then? Huh. Who's uh, Minnie? I, no, I didn't get to meet her. Dude, they're great. Uh, another situation where like they just, you know, took care of me and mm-hmm. like showed me a lot of love when they didn't have to. Um, so I was on tour with them for a little while. And then, yeah, but the Webby and like those three tours were like my my real entrance into the touring world. Yeah. 
and that's I, not a shabby resume no it was like i was blown away just the fact that, so that it could all happen that speaks volumes though for your work because yeah. those people aren't just going to bring out just anybody you know yeah i i i was blown away <laughs> but so then in 2020 me and webby was, uh, he was bringing me back out we were going to do canada that got canceled now that's in 2022 dope but i'm doing my first headlining shows in august and september yeah where so, um i think it's like 15 days so it's like chicago columbus some dates in texas salt lake dude let Phoenix. us know because we're we're on tour too so if we're in the same cities at the same time we'll show up to your great. show that yeah. would be awesome and then you can come to our show i'm terrified <laughs> terrified of touring or coming to a show oh of headlining yeah. why i've never done it oh dude you're you gonna know, fucking crush it there's just a lot of pressure you take that confidence that you show on are you okay we're good you take that confidence that you show on tiktok and just apply that to the stage and you're gonna oh, crush the, it. the performance i have no problem with that at it's all. just carrying the whole the whole weight yeah, of the tour. There's, yeah. yeah, there's you know if a show doesn't mm. perform well, then that's on you. Well, you kind of know what you're getting before because you get a ticket yeah, sale. So. Yeah, you get like all that before. So, albums. Let's talk about albums. Yes. Do you have anything dropping soon? You're doing all these like kind of like um, the the things that you're doing on TikTok, like the butterfly. Is that going to be like on an album, or is that just stuff that you're just putting out as like freestyles? Oh no, those are all like those will be available on album stuff. I, I've been doing like the whole singles thing. So I love the butterfly remix you did. Oh, thank you. That so was, much. that was like what sold me. I was like, Mimi, we got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's so dope. Yeah. That was something I was like wanting to do for a while. And Bitches then, love songs like that, by the they way. Do. And I, I tell I my like, husband that all the time. Yo, I, I, I had this conversation with my girlfriend. I was like, dude, I don't have any songs. I was like, yo, I don't have any songs people could fuck to. Yeah. There's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's not cool. I mean, we got it. We need stuff to bump to. That's man. what I'm saying. I'm like, I want to have at least one song that can come on in a shuffle that won't be like, yeah, what the fuck? Turn this shit off. This <laughs> like, weird. I want to go cry in the corner and slip my wrist. Yeah. You or know? like, what is this nerd? For? I don't want to hear about comic books. I'm trying to fuck <laughs> right now. So I, I'd been sitting on that for a while. And then we, we remade it to the original beat. And I was like, I want to remake the entire thing. So mm. we just like remade it from scratch and then did a couple different things with it, but I, I was like stoked. On, yeah. You know. So do you have an album, an upcoming album? Are you working on yeah, one? Yeah, my Detour 3 album. So I've done, it's like the third installment in my Detour series. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Detour 3 that will drop, that's in July. I haven't announced the date yet, but it is in July. Dope. Yeah. Are you stoked about it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's been the most mentally strained I've been putting something together uh, of like of the three. Yeah just there's like so many songs and making sure that it's right and not knowing i mean you you've seen the process oh, yeah. before and just no. like is this you know i've heard all these songs a thousand times are they still good yeah Do i want to put it on this fucking thing <laughs> my husband gets mad at me because like i'll <laughs> like on pandora if his music comes up i'll skip it and he's always like why do you fucking do that and i'm like because legit i've literally heard this song since you wrote it at our fucking dining room table i don't want to hear it again you know so i totally understand what you mean by that after you hear a song a million fucking times you're just like dude it, you have to have other ears hear it because you, you want the approval yeah exactly you want to hear it like what people think about it i'm the opposite because my my girl like will listen to my shit I'm like please turn it off <laughs> like, I don't want to listen to my shit around people it gets it, it's awkward for me really you don't yeah. like to like show up you're not one of those guys that carries their mixtape mixtape in their back pocket no like I'm not the guy that does like the release the listening party like I'll <laughs> never do a listening party <laughs> listening I don't want to watch you listen to mm. it's like it's hard for me to watch reactors right because I'm I, maybe it's just like my insecurities or some shit yeah or it's like I don't want to 
like if you don't what if you don't like it i'm gonna i'm stuck here watching you <laughs> yeah not like it like actively like, that's a fucking nightmare that's this why is you terrible. make friends with the reactors always shout them out and always just be cold but then is it genuine um like i don't want you to gas me up that's like true. be real if you that like it true. you like it if you don't you don't but i also just don't want to watch you if you don't like it I right watch you fucking <laughs> hate on my i shit. don't want you to want to watch your but even shit. if you do like it like it's still awkward for me i don't like right. being you know i don't like being oddly enough the center of attention I, I understand that. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's a weird, like, I respect what they do and I lo- and I do watch them. But for me, it's just, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you worked with tech yet? Tech nine? No. Oh, we got to plug that in. I've been listening to tech. I went to a tech nine show in Vegas when I was 12 or 13 mm-hmm. at the Huntridge. Oh my God, dude. The Huntridge. They just, uh, they're going to reopen I it know. up, right? I fucking can't wait. It's insane. Um, and there was like. It's like iconic. Yeah. There was like 25 people at that show, at the, at this Tech 9 show. That's crazy. And I knew the opener. Mm-hmm. And I was like 13, and they were like asking us to film their set for a music video. I don't know why the fuck they would ask us. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but I remember going to that show, and there was like 25 people. And then the next time, there was like 100 people. And the next time, there was like mm-hmm. 300. And the next time, he was selling that House of Blues. Just crazy, you know, right? I've been like diehard strange and tech fans since I was a kid. So everything they do is to me is like incredible so genius yeah they, they definitely have a fucking that's that's the bucket list that's a bucket list feature for me it's like yeah. a, a tech nine feature oh it's coming just, just put it in the air it's coming yeah, for just, sure just put the blinders on just work <laughs> just put my head down and work and then look up every once in a while and see where the fuck i ended up at it's gonna happen so what it, what does 2021 hold for echo um what can people expect from you well this so the new album will come out in july the tour will be in August and September. Then I have a, then I'm uh, going out with somebody else on tour in October, November. Are we allowed to know who it is? I don't know when this is going to oh, come okay. out. If gotcha. I can oh, say. Oh, uh, this will probably come out in about mm, a month, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. Okay. But you can go check. You'll probably know. If, <laughs> if it's on. Um, yeah, in October, November. And I'll be, uh, so the album comes out in July, but I, I have so many songs. I'm just going to start releasing singles for the next album just crazy really shortly after that and just there's some really cool features uh what's one of your favorite people you've ever done a feature with i mean i'm really really lucky and the people that i've been able to do features with are people that i really actually enjoy Mm -hmm. their music well i wouldn't hit them up for a feature if i didn't enjoy their music so and just i saw you had ritz you had ritz as a feature dude that that shit was awesome Mm -hmm. I, i fuck with ritz just as a human yeah he's dope the same with uh, a little nugget yeah i just love him he's just like a little gnome he's he's such a (laughs) like he's such it's so he's such a just like a sweet guy yeah you know what i mean uh which you wouldn't expect yeah like dude opens his mouth and you're like what the fuck incredible crazy and i'm 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 lucky and i don't think any of the like songs i've sent out i've gotten like you know phoned in verses back mm-hmm. but um i mean obviously the one with you know i got to work with webby mm-hmm. so that that was like a dream come true and futuristic and greaves who i also been listening to forever and uh just everybody i've be, i've had on songs is like amazing there's uh, like i got mercules on one coming out soon Merc. i love him and his uh, girl harissa yeah, i just love them to death yeah they're great yeah they're awesome people um why don't you tell people where they can find you at Oh, you can find me at any social media. It's always the same. It's just at Echo Music. It's E-K-O-H Music. Anywhere. YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, 
Definitely follow Facebook, his TikTok. Whatever it is. Love it since all the other platforms are fucking dying anyways. Facebook's making a comeback. You think? I know. I fucking hope not. I'm always in trouble on there too. <laughs> they're, they're, dude, they're, they're doing it right. You think so? Yeah. We'll have to look into that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about like what I've been doing Okay. on there that's been working. Yeah, I'll definitely, I, listen, I'm all for the free game. I love that shit. Yeah. I'm really excited to see where your career takes you, dude. Like I'm totally oh, stoked you. for you. I think you're so talented and like I'm, I'm very picky about the musicians I bring on my podcast and I really like, I dig your shit. Well, so I'm honored and I've, I fuck with you guys so heavy Thanks. and like what you guys do and what you guys represent both you and jelly. And that's, if you guys ever need anything from me, don't yeah. even hesitate to ask. Like I'm, I'm there. Dude, we, we, the, the love is mutual. So I can't wait to have you come back on. You have to promise to come back on. Yeah. We'll when you're like it. fucking mainstream blown up, like the next fucking Eminem. I'm down. I for want that. you. I want you on my podcast again too. Let's go. All right, dude. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. We will see you guys next week. Bye. The symptoms started on your face. Your skin turned thin and saggy. Deep wrinkles formed. Your hair got thin and your nails got brittle. Then your muscles became weak and your joints stiffened. The good news is Radiance, the next generation of collagen replacement, is finally here. While others offer one type of collagen, doctor-formulated Radiance brings four types of collagen, and each is designed to slow not only the outward aging you see, but the inside aging you can't see. I absolutely love using Radiance. It has made my skin plumper. I can see a difference within the first two weeks of using it. I mean, it makes it look like you drank an entire bottle of water and plumped your skin up. This stuff is amazing. Trust me, guys, you will love it. It's your choice. Take other collagen products and wait months for results or trust radiance with their faster results promise you'll see improved skin elasticity fewer fine lines and wrinkles plus stronger hair and nails or your money back get 15% off your first order at brickhousenutrition.com promo code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e that's brickhousenutrition.com promo code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e